1: what up you're listening to almost accurate i'm jake
2: uh did you say accurate
1: uh yeah, I am almost, almost accurate
2: <laughs> it's almost accurate the way i said it <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh this is a podcast about movies about tv shows about video games and uh sometimes about how i can't speak you know you'd yeah. think after we were on the phone for half an hour i'd be able to nail this intro but you'd be wrong yeah speech
2: impediment it's okay don't beat yourself up you can't control it
1: there's something about seeing craig's flashing light in front of me that says that we're now recording immediately turns the pressure up on me and let me just tell you ryan i did not respond to it well at all
2: and for people who don't know who craig is it's just the name of
1: he's our third
2: he's our third (laughs) in our love he's part of our love triangle we went from a line to a triangle
1: yeah, we were uh, we were a box and whisker plot there for a little bit, but now we're uh, back to being a triangle.
2: We're more than whiskers, baby. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you remember the remember all those dumbass graphs we had to learn in high school? Remember the fucking yeah. box and whisker plot?
2: And, you know, it has been like forty years. I haven't even been alive for forty years, but it feels like forty years.
1: <laughs> you ever uh, you ever had to use math in the real world, Ryan?
2: um you know what's funny is they told you that you couldn't take your calculator wherever you went and people were like okay teacher and then come to find out your phone is a calculator and you take it everywhere you go the yeah. teachers of the past were very uh um, they were not
1: forward thinking at all they were who would have thought that we would have not only a calculator but literally all of the knowledge of man mankind that you could carry on in your pocket, and yet we're still this fucking stupid.
2: I know. Give me some chat. Uh, what is it? GT. Ch-
1: chat G Chat, chat Grand Turismo is what. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Chat GPT. Uh, which maybe we should ha- hand over this recording to Chat GPT and see if it's actually any better.
2: Um, there's a guy at my work who is a student worker, and he's really into D and D. So in our busy time,
1: dudes and dicks,
2: dudes, dudes and dicks, dude. Boom. We
1: got him, dude, guy. I dudes, don't know
2: dude, dudes, <laughs> hardcore brew. Um, <laughs> but he made a D and D character for me, and he pretty much just asked me, you know, some questions. I answered him, and boom, there we were. Um, but anyway. Uh, Yeah, he went through chat GPT, you know me, um, and came up with my story. I just said, from a broken home, and then he put my character's information in there, and it produced like a story, a backstory for my character.
1: It's pretty wild, the stuff it can do. No joke. Yeah, man. Maybe it's going to
2: be one of those things that comes up with its own theory, and it ends up being a real theory. And then somehow we have like the ability to go back in time.
1: Now that yeah. is some ridiculous. That is just some wild stuff. Your work friend though. Is he excited for that upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie?
2: Um, I had talked to him about it and he was like, yeah, but I don't know <laughs> how excited that is. <laughs> Cause I was, that, you know,
1: does it sound that excited?
2: he doesn't he doesn't i told megan i was like let's go see that after i knew that she knew it, thought it was dumb and she was like no and i was like well i'm gonna go see it and then she wanted to go see it
0: so oh, i was we like can all, no.
1: we can all go together olivia's like eh, that might be good and i'm like okay we, baby, we can go see oh, it, so
2: you wanted to go see it you're gonna nerd out on it i didn't know if you were gonna see it because i was like well it could be good it could be bad it really looks like it could go either way if i'm being honest
1: <laughs> Yeah, you guys gonna hit up Scream Six?
2: I don't know. I I've heard nothing but good things about it. I would probably touch up on Scream. I'm thinking like maybe Scream Five. I've seen the first two Screams. Haven't seen the second screen in Scream in a long time. The first one probably like a year or two ago. So, and I've seen that numerous times. So,
1: yeah, Um. I've. Only seen each of them once, and six was really good uh really enjoyed it i didn't like the i didn't like five at all. <laughs> I thought it was not a good movie, but this was uh this was fun uh just really changes it up just enough that you feel like you're watching a different movie but it, it feels funny saying that because there's a li- and this is um in the trailer it's not a spoiler, but there's a literal scream museum. Uh, in the movie itself, so you could argue that it's really having its cake and sucking its own dick at the same time. But uh, they managed to pull it off somehow without uh, without it seeming just completely like lame or self self service. It's a it's a good time. It's a solid movie for sure.
2: Yeah, I just vomited whenever you gave that um, example of what you thought it was equivalent to. Gross. Well, I was
1: I was trying to say have its cake and eat it too, and also simultaneously thinking about giving itself the self-suck. So I just combined those two in the most inventive way I possibly could.
2: Oh, God, Christ, mighty.
1: Yeah, talk, well, more talk, power
2: talk. to you, brother. More power yeah. to you. Yeah.
1: It's giving itself a ghost face, you know what I mean?
2: Oh, I've never even yeah. heard of that term before, but Jesus Christ, I could put the pieces together. Good yeah, God. Ghost,
1: ghost ghost, facial. Am I right?
0: No! <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh. Oh.
1: <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's a it it is a it is a good movie. Um, yeah, Jenna, have, you guys watch Wednesday, right?
2: Yeah, that girl's blown up. She was the host of <laughs> SNL not too long ago.
1: Yeah, she's she's in this. She's in the last one too, which I remembered in the movie theater. I don't think I remember a goddamn thing from that movie. I just remember uh, Jack Quaid's in it, and he was not not his best role. I liked him well, way I better in The Boys. <laughs>
2: I know the truth and I'm going to spoil it because I haven't seen the movie and I asked you point blank and you said yes. Jack yes, Quaid's he's the, the killer. killer.
0: He's the yes. killer.
2: Big I mean, time. there's no way in my mind I wouldn't think that he wouldn't be the killer because, I mean, he was kind of a, a big actor, I guess, for the boys. You know, he's not like super. He's not like his parents, right? Um, who are Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. Um, spoiler alert on that.
1: Or- or his uncle, Randy Quaid.
2: God. <laughs> uncle Eddie. <laughs> Crazy Uncle Eddie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of had my suspicions that he was going to be the killer.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. But yeah, this one, uh, it's, it's interesting because it's really moved on into, because uh, most of that original cast isn't in it. Um, girl that plays Sidney Prescott, whose name I don't remember, I'm not Campbell. in this one. Nev, yeah, Nev Kimball. I think she um, wanted
2: some money and they weren't going to give it to her. I think it yeah. was like a contract dispute.
1: So it's literally just Courtney Cox. And she's like, yeah, Sydney was, uh didn't want to be in this movie. <laughs> she basically was like, oh, she should have her happy ending. So she's staying far away from New York City where this movie happens. Screams in New York. Or maybe there's more than one Screams running around.
2: It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, anytime oh, there's, there's
1: more. There's more than one scream, but I, again, if you've watched any of these movies, not a there's spoiler because so, yeah, there's always swear. more than one. <laughs> Have you seen the first one? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Um, Where would you rate this one amongst the
2: mid of the pack, top of the pack? Back? I think
1: this is probably the second best, maybe out of the whole series. I, I'm or maybe the,
2: the first one is the
1: best. I think one. the. I think the original is the best uh, and then maybe second place is like tied with this one and Scream 2 are probably tied for second. Then the rest of them are just kind of okay. Three was our actually I think three is my least favorite. Four was recently just watched and I thought it was was okay. And five probably my least favorite.
2: I can't wait until they send uh, the Scream entity to outer space like they seem to do with all Genres once they've ran their course, like Leprechaun or mm-hmm. Jason.
1: I'm just ready to see. uh I'm ready to see a crossover. I want to see guy in a ghost face mask race Dom Toretto. Um, <laughs> I want. I want to see. <laughs> I want to yeah, see him. Open, I want to see him open his own chocolate factory and murder a bunch of kids. Um, yeah.
2: God, that is a movie I am not going to see that I have seen almost all the other movies in theaters. I think I will just watch Fast Five again, which is where this movie kind of begins. Fast and the Furious, the new one.
1: They really did kind of reboot it after that, didn't they? It became just that's the point where it became this different thing.
2: Oh, I think it was before then. Like they were kind of drifting into that in the second one, wherever. but it was a little low, uh, small time crooks. I can't remember the third. I think the fourth is when it got crazy. It's fascinating
1: crazy. that they went from selling or stealing DVD players to launching cars into outer space.
2: Yeah, no, it was definitely number four because the third one was Tokyo Drift.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the and best that's- one.
2: You that's think my so? favorite
1: one. Fast yeah. five is my favorite. One. <laughs> Agree to disagree the guy who's not seen well, most of these movies.
2: <laughs> well, let me tell you, we can agree on this, I'm sure, after you, after you have seen them. Buzz and do Shaw, game,
1: favorite one.
2: <laughs> no. They are, they are not the greatest movies ever. They're just dumb action movies with cars. Uh. And you're like, I've seen enough. And at this point, I have seen enough. It's kind of like Marvel movies at this point. I think I'm going to take a step back, but I also feel like they're taking a step back, too.
1: And probably for the best, if uh, mm. and which we've talked about in recent weeks, uh, we do have a little bit of housekeeping we need to announce. Uh, so, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, we're going to be a bi-weekly podcast. Yeah, that means <laughs> cool, yeah. One, that means once every other week for those of you out there that don't know what that means. So yes, it every- doesn't
2: mean that we are uh, go both ways weekly
1: right i'm straight one week and gay the next week that's not what that means um Um, no we're going to check with my
2: band we may be back for next week um i think doug our drummer (laughs) is going to be um going out of town so what i'm trying to do is do one thing a week so it's either band practice or podcast because my old lady wanted me to do it that way
1: So again, like I said, it's gonna be every other week except for scratch that. Maybe we'll be back next week. So (laughs) (laughs) I will get answers. I will let you
2: know. All four (laughs) of our listeners rejoice.
1: (laughs) All of them just clapped. But they've been on an emotional roller coaster there for the last little bit. But yeah, I think um it's probably for the best until uh you know you got a lot going on. Ryan's got a little one and god god bless megan because i don't know how she does it
2: what do you mean <laughs> she gets all this and you don't know how she does it i can tell you loving every minute of it
1: like i said how does she do
0: it <laughs> it's uh,
1: anyways let's uh let's talk about some goddamn news get this out of the way because i'm ready to talk about the last of us <laughs> yes um, which
2: full disclosure, I let Jake know, and this should come to no surprise. Who's listened to the show? He's done,
1: He's listened to seventy eight percent of, or seventy eight percent of the show.
2: Yes, yes. Um, would that be an accurate amount? Did you just do? Did you just bring out a calculator?
0: Uh,
1: it is seventy seven point seven seven eight percent.
2: Wow! So was, was that just pre- part
1: of the that you came up with? I said seventy-eight as a guess, so I that's
0: pretty good, man. You <laughs> like, us. I,
1: like I said, that teacher that said that uh you wouldn't that you'd need math, I did that in my head. And then I immediately googled it to make sure I didn't sound like an idiot. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> math <That's> teachers.
0: Right. <laughs> America.
1: <laughs> oh, so our first First news item from a week ago now I guess at this point that Ben Affleck um, has said that he is absolutely not going to direct anything in James, Gun- James guns James Gunn's new DC universe
2: James cut cut
1: yeah <laughs> absolutely not so good on you move on well, to doing you know movies about Michael Jordan's sneakers Ben Affleck. You know-
2: I, I James Gunn seemed to be wanting to be very cordial Ben Affleck because I've heard him reportedly say that he wanted to involve uh, Ben Affleck in directing and I guess this is the uh, response to that but I feel like he didn't want to screw anybody over which I think is commendable on James Gunn's part I mean, fine if Ben Affleck doesn't want to be about it I don't know where he comes from I mean, saying absolutely seems very like
1: he comes from Boston.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true too. So maybe you're just <laughs> just given. Um, but it just seems very stern, like kind of like in a pissy way. But I don't know. Maybe that's just how he talks. I don't know. But doesn't yeah. it seem absolutely just like never, ever, ever? I would just say nah. Um Jake
0: we yeah,
1: have He does say in the article sorry no, Go ahead uh, you were reading. I figured one of us should read it before. <laughs> Conclusively I would not j- direct anything for the James Gunn DC absolutely not I have nothing against James Gunn nice guy sure he's going to do a great job I just wouldn't want to go and direct the way they're doing that I'm not interested in that so yeah exactly what you're saying <laughs> he was like hell no and he was like <laughs> Fuck that guy. Which calling someone a nice guy and saying yeah he's a nice guy and everything, you might as well have called him a big massive chode because that's really what that means. Yeah, he's a nice guy, but (laughs) just smells like pickles. Yeah,
2: and I hate pickles. (laughs) Death to you, sir. Um, Speaking of things I hate. (laughs) Speaking of things I hate. Oh yes, yes, I love this. (laughs) I posted this just for you. I was so excited.
1: I know. Uh, Looking at this girl's big smiling face, I was like, I know exactly why he posted this.
2: (laughs) Smile sequel in development. So if you were here last time we spoke, we both had mentioned that we saw the movie Smile. And Jake said he hated it. I, if I'm being completely honest, didn't think it was a bad movie. I mean, it was a scary movie. It didn't give me any like crazy anything. But I mean, it's just like a movie. Like a scary movie. I think it's like not painted by numbers, but pretty much painted by numbers.
1: Yeah, this is one of those that uh, it didn't want to color inside the lines, but it just made a big fucking mess. And that's so did it really go far out of the lines? I just hated it.
0: <laughs> didn't have a
1: good time with it. I would have rather watched something like Scream than this. It thinks it's a lot smarter than it is, and oh. I'm getting worked up again just thinking about it.
2: <laughs> well, to me, it borders on that line of like uh, a B grade movie and an A grade movie. I mean, it's A grade because of the production value, right? But it's B grade probably because of how weird and crazy the villain is. And just that's very B grade to me. But what do I know? I'm just an idiot. I'm a colonizer, as some of the kids at school have called me.
1: Well, you do walk around asking people for all their gold doubloons.
2: Yeah, no, they were white. Oh. I asked for nothing. They even looked at me and they said, hey, when you were born, was your credit score automatically 750, which I was like, excuse me?
1: (laughs) Jesus, what did you
2: do (laughs) to them? They didn't do anything. We all just rag on each other and the best they can do is because I'm white, man. They left mm. my tiny penis out of it, so joke's on them.
1: Joke's on them because my credit score is great and my penis yeah. is average. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Damn. What a yeah. what a world we live in where saying someone has a good credit score is an insult. Yeah. Fuck you and your good credit score.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Jealous much? <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, two people that I'm sure also have good credit scores. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is making a Frankenstein movie with Andrew Garfield. Interesting.
2: And are we even ready for another Frankenstein movie? I can't remember the last one in recent time, but I feel like any kind of remake of that particular character is just never It's always subpar.
1: Yeah, as long as it's not part of that failed dark universe thing that they keep trying to start and stop and start and stop, I don't know. Maybe it could be good. I'm going to assume that Andrew Garfield is going to be the doctor, not the monster. But uh, who knows?
2: Yeah, I just have a hard time. (laughs) Andrew Garfield, to me, is a guy who, and this will be accurate, almost,
1: hates Mondays, hates Lasagna.
2: He loves lasagna. Well, I mean, he's pretty much Garfield. Uh, Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, he's too old to look like a young guy, but he's too young-looking to look like an old guy. You know, I look at him, I'm like, yeah, he's in his 30s, maybe. And I think if they make him the scientist, then it's going to be like, people may question his uh, credentials or, you
1: know, his ability to be... The doctor. I don't know. That's just <laughs> this guy's not. He awesome. this guy didn't even go to medical school.
2: Yeah, you're just like, oh yeah, he's yeah. just some young punk or whatever.
1: He's up there lying about having a medical degree and be like, no, he's just an actor. That's what they do. <laughs> he's just he's a <laughs> this isn't this isn't a documentary.
2: <laughs> Did you see him at the Oscars, Andrew Garfield? They were like, and we have Spider Man here, and they oh. him and he gave like the uh, meme smile. I've seen like from um, what was it? e-bombs or the chive I think it's a chive
1: yeah this I did not watch the Oscars Uh, this particular photo he does look a little bit dead inside I'm gonna not gonna lie
2: yeah yeah Um, I the movie I, I know I had seen it but I don't know if you've seen it everything everywhere all at once
1: I haven't seen it you said it was good though I've heard good things
2: I thought it was really good. Um, I just thought the ending,
0: hokey, hokey,
2: hokey, hokey,
0: real
1: hooked it up.
2: It was like love and family. It's really dumb.
1: Oh, um, terrible! Hate, but, hate things about love and family.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> but I do believe that um, the guy from the Goonies and um, Indiana Jones—I forget his
1: name—Harrison um, Ford
2: no not that guy Um, (laughs) he was the little um, Asian fellow he was the little kid and now he's an adult Um, but he was hilarious in that movie he was like the best part in my opinion he's one best supporting actor
1: uh, for good reason you're talking about K oh boy k Hui kwan and harrison ford hugging it out of the oscars
2: <laughs> i love how i know that i bought you just enough time to be able to <laughs> and then you struggle yeah. bust on that one yeah. i was on it too but i i see you i see you. yeah
1: i was like i'm gonna let him fill a little bit of time while i take a stab at this let stab, me stab like in like scream <laughs> <laughs> um but, uh, how do you
2: feel about Guillermo del Toro if he was in charge of a major monster franchise? It could be anyone. Um, I know Nosferatu, they're remaking that movie, which is interesting. Um, yeah. I think that was one of the scariest of all the uh vampires. Not- Nosferatu. There's
1: a trailer for Renfield, and it looks like it might actually be good.
2: Well, I can tell you why because Nicolas Cage is the maybe. best, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, I I trust him. I mean he's the I don't know if you've watched any of the Cabinet of Curiosities on them all, man. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) I think he's I think he knows what he's doing and maybe they should hire someone that knows what they're doing if they want to make a good movie.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, controversial um, opinion.
2: I don't think it's all about like the highest budget and it seems like a lot of um No. Places our are, are production companies are doing that like look yeah. at solve one like i think that's the perfect example yeah I that mean,
1: movie cost like 60 dollars to make and it made millions
2: <laughs> yeah and i still think that was a really good movie uh yeah. it's a little more grotesque than um you know your traditional movie but i think that it was great um subsequently the ones that followed were never as great i think they tried to do too much in the uh Gore category, but I kind of dig it. I
1: don't know. Yeah, if anything, I I'd, I'd argue the opposite that working within those massive constraints, like budget and time, lead to. Uh, <laughs> I could think of the word creativity. <laughs> See, yeah, working creativity. within this budget and time of this sentence, it didn't go anywhere. It it uh, helps breed that creativity that you might not be able to get from, you know. Massive budgets, but with massive budgets, it often comes with these boardroom decisions for people that are trying to move it away from something that someone's like passion project or someone that thinks they're creating art or something really creative to being like, how do we engineer something that's going to make a lot of money and guarantee that we can have four to five sequels to launch our next franchise? Because that's what everything is nowadays.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I oh. think that's so dumb because you think of like some of the best movies are always the original, right? I mean, not in every case, but I think Pirates of the Caribbean won. I would be fine if that was all we saw, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Came, this from film, this,
1: came from this tiny, tiny little company called didney? Walt, Walt Disney. <laughs>
0: Walt Didney? Who did Disney man?
1: <laughs> that, it's good to see the little guys win.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they were little at one point. It just started with a mouse.
1: But no, you're right. The Pirates one is the best one. Oh, hands yeah. down. The rest of them, kind of bad.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's there's some that I like, and you know, I'd probably not, watch them. One. That one's good.
1: Yeah. The uh, fifth one, that,
2: I can't really remember.
1: Yeah. That, sh- that should tell you everything you need to know is that you've watched it, really don't remember anything about it. Yeah, it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> um, um something that didn't look super memorable to me was uh, Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken in theaters June 30th.
0: Yeah. I thought this was well,
1: a well-made trailer, but uh, they're making fun know. of
2: uh, The Little Mermaid.
1: They were. They're taking shots. Those Shot plucky guys mirror. at DreamWorks animation creators of Shrek, which they remind you of about four times in this trailer. Um. yeah
2: like get uh, over it. what have you done for us lately
1: <laughs> well they're doing more Shreks apparently at some point well, I heard um, very good so I did hear that was actually quite good so you know what maybe the Shrek Shrek's green old tit is not dried out yet and they can still squeeze some more disgusting swamp milk out of it at this point
2: oh, God, hey, your description words are very this vulgar Please (laughs) describe things so simply.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're still talking about making franchises last as long as humanly possible. Um, Marvel, right? Yeah. Iron Man's nanobot enhanced tit just sprung dry. Uh, (laughs) Did you watch that trailer? (laughs) Oh, for
2: that movie? yes i did um it what? it looks like i don't know I'm just trying to be shiny and stuff but it's not like shiny enough for me i it just seems like it'll fall short for me as well i don't yeah. see anything that I've, but then again i didn't think that how you train your dragon was gonna be like great and the first one i saw i really dug it
1: yeah people fucking love those movies
2: Yeah, so I don't know. I'm an idiot, but based on trailer, my expectations are not um, above anything. It's actually like maybe 2%. 2%
1: out of? 100%, that's going to be good. Okay. I was going to say, if it was 5%, pretty good percentage. (laughs) But if it's
2: 2%, (laughs) then it has to be 100%, I would think. But if it's
1: seven out of nine percent that's 77.778 percent oh
2: god <laughs> you're killing me smalls
1: <laughs> anyway oh, i had my weedies this morning ryan i'm ready to go
2: <laughs> i know geez man doesn't you cook cocaine
1: um new persona
2: for the spin-off game announced isn't this the ones where you had to fight the penis and stuff yeah these games are
1: oh yeah these games are awesome. Um, I was a little less excited when I realized this is probably going to this is like a mobile phone game uh, that's probably going to be full of like little annoying microtransactions, but
0: uh, those games loves-
1: are, Those games are awesome. Persona 5 was probably one of my favorite games of all time, and they, their spin-off was also really, really fun. And these characters in this art style, fucking slaps. Great games. If you've got, you know, 150 hours to kill, pick up Persona 5. <laughs>
2: That translate to so it's like four days five days like a whole week yeah it's like a week
1: yeah i've spent more than a week probably closer to two weeks playing both of those games but yeah do you get more of it when jesus comes back my god Um, oh probably not um which leads us into a sad segue that uh rest rest in peace lance reddick um you know,
2: couldn't have been smoother than sandpaper, ma'am.
1: <laughs> yeah, I good actor. Um, he was in The Wire. He's in John Wick. Uh, He's also in very recognizable voice. He was in both of those Horizon uh, Horizon games. In played a fairly large character in those as well. Uh, and real shame. Yeah, uh, I will
0: tell you.
2: Looking at this picture, black don't crack, my friend. Because this guy, he looks like he's probably like in his late 30s, mid 40s. Somewhere in there. Not
0: 60. Yeah.
1: The fact that he was 60 years old was... Well, obviously, his passing, very tragic and very sad. But the fact that he was 60 years old and I could not tell. Very surprising. I would have said 45 at the absolute oldest. Yeah. I didn't but get yeah.
2: 45 said he was very old at all. But But very sad, though. Yep. Um, one for the homies y'all uh, GTA 6 map leaks shows how massive Vice City will be um, so <laughs> did you see where 50 Cent announced uh, something for GTA and everybody got really excited about it and then he just released like the fact that he is producing like a TV show about like Vice City and stuff
1: wow what a huge letdown <laughs> yeah
2: people were so mad they were so mad. Um it's... oh this is actually pretty big. It's almost kind of similar to uh what I would think like uh was it Red Dead Redemption 2?
1: Yeah, that's another fucking massive map. Uh I'm not uh I'm not surprised by this. It looks like it's gonna be absolutely enormous. And the last one was too, I mean five had you know it had those three major areas in it. Plus once you factor in the online stuff,
0: huge game. Yeah. Love it. When you
1: call me. <laughs> I, lo- you I love blushing? it. When you call me, I love it. When you call me vice city, <laughs> vice city, huge. Yeah. But, uh, you see
2: my VCH, my vice city, huge. <laughs>
1: It'll be cool to play um I think of all those retro games, I think Vice the Vice City was probably like the coolest setting. But obviously it'll be nice to see that in a modern context. And Without Ray only,
2: Leona, God rest his soul.
1: Yeah. Unless he uh unless he gets some lines in the bank, but probably not. Uh-
2: <laughs> potentially. There's they'll probably do like
1: one.
0: Yeah, at I least could. mention his character.
1: Well, we've also got more sad news because Sam Neill uh, has confirmed he has. Let me see if I can pronounce uh, this unfortunate disease.
2: It's blood cancer, Jake. It is blood cancer. blood it's, cancer.
1: It's it's angioimmunoblastic T cell lymphoma is what he was actually diagnosed with.
2: Well, if that's the correct, uh, if that is the correct mm-hmm. pronunciation.
1: Nope, shut down. Connect.
2: <laughs> Give me that connect. That's uh, two chains.
1: I love playing my favorite board game. Connect four.
2: <laughs> I go scrape up the street to get some script, but I gotta do the street.
1: Oh well, that really took. Uh, really, really changed the mood there. Anyways, um, that sucks. Uh, he says, I'm crook. I'm possibly dying. I may have to speed this up. He writes in his first chapter of his, of his memoir, uh, I can't pretend that last year hasn't had its dark moments. He explained in the interview with The Guardian, but those dark moments throw the light into sharp belief, you know, and have made me grateful for every day and immensely grateful for all my friends. Just pleased to be alive. And my favorite board game is Connect 4. <laughs>
2: you know, he is a very quiet
1: Wrote that um, in the book. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> For us, he, he just knew ahead of time. He is one of those um actors who has been in things that are iconic, but at the same time, like he hasn't been in a long stretch of things. Like he was in Event Horizon, which was very big. He was in like Jurassic Park. He was in the Omen. Um, there was some vampire movie he was in that I believe you and uh or Ethan Hawke was in that people really seem to like.
1: It's but not memorable enough for people to remember what it was called, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, yeah that's that's <laughs> me right now. I was gonna do that, but not as quick as you,
1: sir. Well, I can barely remember my name half the time when I'm doing this. Um, James Gunn has said he will be working with Harley Quinn, star Margot Robbie again.
0: Yeah, let, let
1: me see if I can read that headline in a worse possible way um that's not surprising but it's good news and it also i think she's great as harley quinn and not surprising she's the only character that he's probably bringing back
2: yeah oh i'm surprised if she doesn't come back as harley quinn at some point
1: harley quinn man um sasha baron cohen is reportedly going to be mephisto in an upcoming disney plus special
2: Yep, yep. I had seen that. Oh, it's called Daybreakers. I looked it up. It's Daybreakers with Sam Neill. Took me a second.
1: Um, Yes, love me some Sasha Baron Cohen. I can't wait to see Mephisto, uh, you know, getting up on stage at the Trump rally and doing a whole
2: (laughs) cut, hack his head off like a (laughs) Saudi.
1: Oh Jesus! Such Um, a brilliant. It's so crazy that. such a brilliant smart actor and yet half of his jokes are just be like he's just running around in a tankini
0: <laughs> just
1: yeah, no. drinking through a hotel
2: <laughs> sometimes you have to dumb yourself down to make the masses love you like us I mean we have PhDs and yet we, here we are doing this podcast it, talking about dumb stuff but we're really the man in the world we won Nobel Prize yeah. prizes for it
1: we are both doctors, just like Andrew Garfield.
2: Yes, we're Frankenstein men. We're men <laughs> of culture and sophistication.
1: Yeah, some call this brain dead, but joke's on you that my brain is from a dead person.
2: Yeah, joke's on you. I have been dead for years.
1: <laughs> dead inside.
2: Dead all
1: around. Speaking of someone that is just no life. I'm never going to die. No soul behind those eyes. Tom Cruise loved The Flash so much that he apparently cold-called its director.
2: Which I thought was interesting. I'll be interested to see if this is just merely um, something to get people excited about the movie, which I'm sure it is, or if it's something that really
1: did happen. Said he got an advance copy after a meeting with Warner Brothers, which I wonder when that happened. Because if it ha- if he saw this movie like three years ago when it was supposed to come out. That is fascinating.
2: <laughs> I mean, it is fucking Tom Cruise, man. Yeah.
1: I bet he did watch this like literally two years ago because this movie has been delayed. How many times at this point? Cause Ezra Miller keeps. Well, fucking yeah, up he's, stuff little, in Hawaii. he's
2: a little shithead. but yeah. So I think that makes me excited about that movie, but if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't know if I'd go see that in theaters. Not unless I heard like it was groundbreaking. I mean, the next movie that I go see in theaters that is superhero related really has to be groundbreaking. Um, You know, Shazam is really dying out there. I heard terrible things about Aquaman 2. But I mean, you got to take everything you hear with a grain of salt.
1: That was the last episode we did, right? Where people said that Aquaman 2 was the worst DC movie ever.
2: Which I don't know. I mean, that's kind I of mean, funny. what are they... They've, that is a pretty
1: low bar to clear. And yeah, if right, you're under they? that...
2: Who's they? Let me see their credentials. What have they seen? <laughs> what do they know? How old are they? Let me know.
1: Yeah. Jordan Peele's next feature film will officially release on Christmas Day 2024. Do you
2: think that it'll be a horror movie? Because I don't think it'll be a horror movie. I think he's going think... to do something different.
1: I think it will be a horror movie. You think so? Yeah.
2: I just don't <laughs> think that will be the case. I think if it's releasing on Christmas, unless it's a Christmas-themed horror movie, possible. But I, I don't see that happening. But then again, the more I think about it, that, genre is kind of open. Like Christmas movies are always like. Happy movies, happy-go-lucky. There was this movie called Black Christmas that they remade recently um, like in the past like 10 years um, that apparently wasn't that great. But that would be such a smart play. Like, How many really good horror movies are there for Christmas? I mean, you got Die Hard, and it's like that action movie that's a Christmas movie that is like that anomaly that just kind of went out and did it and was its own thing. People consider it like a Christmas movie. Let's see something like that equivalent in the horror genre. That'd be interesting.
1: When I was a kid, I was afraid of the abominable snowman in Rudolph the red nose yes. reindeer. Does that count? Yeah, sure,
2: man. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> he
2: did look cracked down. I will say
1: that. Oh, he was real cracked out. And then they took all his teeth out. Yeah. Cause that elf wanted to be a dentist. The
0: fuck. Yeah. It's kind of fucked <laughs> up, man. I mean, it's um, using animals.
1: <laughs> um, Bella Ramsey said that uh, season two of Last of Us probably won't be here till 2025, uh, which probably makes sense.
0: Not a surprise.
1: Uh, it takes a long time to make. Uh,
0: it and it probably they be haven't, sooner than not
1: Yeah, they haven't started it yet either. Something that is coming sooner, but probably about when we thought it would be because the voice actor. <laughs> Um, Tony Todd who plays Venom in the new Spider-Man game coming up which his name he really sounds like he's the character in the Spider-Man universe to begin with but Tony There's Todd no. yeah. <laughs> Tony Todd is just doesn't give a shit about whatever NDA he signed he said it's gonna be out in September motherfuckers massive publicity coming in August commercials dropping in August so I'm told just well, really, just shooting straight from the hip, Tony Todd.
2: I heard that he's tried <laughs> to walk these comments back <laughs> since then.
1: <laughs> Probably because the studio is not ready to release this yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know why studios uh, for movies or video games even set some kind of expectation about a date they're going to release their product because it never in a lot of times it does not come to fruition and who's holding the gun to their head to make them be like it's gonna be here next year this month like who cares
1: this is probably why they asked mr todd to walk back those comments because they're not completely ready to commit to that yet and uh, (laughs) you know
2: well that tells you how close they are um it tells you that
1: they're about there but they are clearly you know there's a lot that goes into these marketing and hype cycles and when someone's just like yeah it's out in September they're gonna start dropping shit in August about hype getting the hype machine going they're like that's someone that's been working on this for years getting ready for this marketing campaign is sitting there like no (laughs) crying
2: (laughs) and then he's just like "Hey, hey I got paid more than you to do
1: this shit Probably not if you're the voice And Well, man, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's Tony Todd, man. Of course he did. Tony Todd uh, like, brings home the big books, You know it.
2: He does. And he bangs chicks. You know this guy fucks.
1: Yeah. Um, Tony Todd fucks. You heard it here. Yeah. And he's also, regrettably, was misinformed about the date of Marvel's Spider-Man 2. <laughs> we
2: can only hope. But I imagine if he says it's then to give them some time. I, it's, it's definitely prob- going to be out before Christmas because yeah, Black Friday I suspect that it will be out before then.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm excited to play that game. Because those first do two it. work really good.
2: I may buy a PlayStation 5 because my understanding is only exclusively going to be on that
0: um,
1: on the well, PlayStation let me, 5. Well, let me just tell you when we, we went shopping uh, last Saturday morning and I saw a PlayStation Five for sale in a store for the first time ever. Yeah, there was no fewer than four of them in the cabinet at uh, the green one of the targets in Greensboro. Just shocked because I was like, I've never seen one that you can actually just walk into a store and buy. So the supply chain issues finally seem to be over. I guess if they, you know, if you can walk into a store and buy one. Not been able to do that for the entire time it's been out, so: You know, and that is something that's
2: never lost its uh, feeling to me. Whenever you get like a new console and you open it up for the first time and you're putting it together and finally playing it, that's like magical, man.
1: I don't know if you ever get this, but they smell really good. They do. Like you, you get like a new anything electronic when you take it out of the box it's just it's got this smell to it that i'm like oh just new piece of tech it just smells so good
2: yeah no i'm with you my first um thing i ever got was like a sega and
1: that was like big time oh yeah i'll never i don't think i'll ever forget like the first when i got like a gamecube for the first time and took it out of the box i was like oh awesome.
2: (laughs) <laughs> there is some magic to that. I don't know what yeah. it is. I mean, because I mean, you'll play video games, but it's just like even before that, like it's just the excitement of what you could do with it and what it's going to be, and you just want to explore. And it's just like I—I I don't know. Nothing can touch that. I would be interested to hear other people's um, ideas of how they feel about that, but I, that's magic to me.
1: Yeah. I I get the same thing like whenever I get like a new iPhone or Apple's really good at this, their unboxing experience. Like when you get take like a a fresh like MacBook out of a box, you're like, Wow, this is this is like living in the future right here. This is what the future will smell like.
2: Where I work, you know, we get those all the time. So constantly. Well, not constantly, but there's a lot of times we take them out of the box. Their boxes (laughs) are so well built. And the cubbies for like your chargers and stuff, it's I mean, you have to take the box. It isn't something you can be like, no, you can't take that box. Or you don't oh, want Yeah. Because everything fits so well in it. It's just it probably is a team,
1: probably a team of hundreds of people that worked on the box design. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, for real. And I'm mean, off. Uh speaking of paying off GameStop posts its first profitable quarter in two years.
0: Mm.
1: And this is after they did the game Stonks bullshit. So good on them, I guess.
0: Two
2: million in the fourth fiscal year. I mean, I am very happy for them. I don't know how long their business can survive if this is the first time they turned a profit in two years. And apparently they had to cut a lot of jobs to do that, um, which interesting as well considering how much they made i mean 8.2 million in the fourth fiscal quarter that's not
1: that much and when you think of like how well known of a name that is that's not that big of a profit it doesn't sound like
2: you know it might be advantageous for them to just kind of do like um what is it uh amazon and just strictly stick to video games if amazon wasn't a thing. Maybe they could find a niche in there somewhere, but like if they just went to a warehouse that had video games, you know? But
1: but Ryan, if they did that, where am I going to go to buy dusty anime body pillows? I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs)
2: I seen this one today. The fellows at work brought it up. There was this game that was on Steam. It's not really a game. It's like a girlfriend or boyfriend that does your taxes for you. It's like an anime. (laughs)
0: It's <laughs> the craziest
2: thing I've ever seen. It comes from the same people who have done those red boots. those that huge. Rules. And they were showing me, and like the girl would be like, I love you. Or, you know, say something cute. And she'd be like, What's oh, your SSN? Which is your <laughs> social security number, which is a number you don't want to give up. But even the description of them uh, wanting you to purchase it, they were really like slamming turbo tax talking about it being like a monster essentially and like how crooked it is like i don't know that is it was the craziest thing i've ever seen a yeah. girlfriend who does your taxes and that's does.
1: fucking hilarious
2: then it's off steam now i think it's off a lot of things because this yeah,
1: sounds like people. an actual scam
2: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah
1: you're, so you're you telling a me girlfriend. You're telling me that anime anime girl with big titties that's asking you for your social security number isn't a real game?
2: Coming from the um world of <laughs> some people might consider this a romance scam, <laughs> but
1: Time um, will tell. That is fucking hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah, how crazy does that. Um, one of the last bits of news here that I'm most excited about is they're making a God of War. So hack and slash, I'm assuming, uh, version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Um, basically, um, the turtles, the Ninja Turtles. There's four of them. Um, also, Splinter. Um, they all are killed off, but one survives, and that's the Last Ronin. Um, I don't. It's Michelangelo, um, who's like the party one. Um, at least in the books that I've seen they may change. I doubt they would change it up for the video game, but whatever. Um, but basically they're going to make a Ninja Turtles video game, which I had heard they were working on trying to make a, a class video game for the Ninja Turtles because they've done so well with like the side scrollers and stuff. There's a market for that. Um, they just need to capitalize on it.
1: I think so too. Um, that new movie that's coming out with that, and that, um, Spider-Verse animation style. It looks fucking sick. And, oh, I'm
2: totally going to go see that on, like, opening day.
1: Yeah, and this sounds awesome, too. So I would love to check. I'd love to get into Ninja Turtles stuff. I'm just worried it's too late for me. But those are two things that definitely look interesting to me as a completely neutral party.
2: Yeah, I I mean, this is what I grew up with, so this is, like, nostalgia for me, but at the same time, I freaking the Ninja Turtles. I i want a lot of ninja turtles dvds and stuff like that and i had like a shit ton of action figures when i was a kid so that's very big um part of my childhood so i will be there first night holding a podcast about it
1: hell yeah we're gonna do it in the theater this podcast (laughs) is also a bootleg audio version of it
2: Then people will be like, hey, shut the fuck up up front. And you're like, (laughs)
0: we're podcasting.
1: We're doing this for content. You wouldn't understand. (laughs) We are hot fire
2: boys, and you can't stop us.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, that's almost an hour. We should probably get into the last of us, shouldn't we?
2: Well, yeah, I also posted something really dumb, and I was kind of floating on this but they have some new device that lets you kiss bugs. So if you ever get a chance, check that
0: out. All right, two
1: recommendations. The world is dark. I was going to say two recommendations from Ryan there. You can kiss bugs and you can also have Big Titty Anime Girl do your taxes for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's probably more interesting. Maybe I should have posted (laughs) that for this.
1: (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, uh, if only we could have gone on there and done a done a video review of that one, and gotten our yeah. identities actually stolen.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's probably something that you probably don't want to do, Jake. I, <laughs> let me you. Don't do it.
1: Let me put a video of me entering my social security number in on YouTube and TikTok. <laughs> no, don't
2: do it. Also, um, side note here too. Um, People were like, oh, is this fake or real? Um, Little Caesars is introducing corn on the cob
1: crust. And that is a real thing because it sounds like a joke. Yeah, it sounds like a joke. They have pictures and it's
2: not April 1st. Um, I assume that this is a joke, but this is this is uh, gone pretty far. I mean, their Twitter has posted about it a couple of
1: times. I mean, there's cornbread, so...
2: You know, um, what's, potentially, uh, <laughs> that what's be weird on pizza.
1: Yeah, it sounds fucking gross, but it is Little Caesars, so I uh I wouldn't put it past them little fuckers.
2: The little Caesars <laughs> in Curtisville is fucking good. I was saying by that. I seen your brother there. <laughs> your family drops
1: oh, there. My family goes to Little Caesars, god damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I digress we watched uh, the last of us this week <laughs> or the past two weeks well sorta uh,
1: you you did sorta. i've been watching it every week um up until it finished and then i stopped watching it after that um but yeah just we'll do a, f- a few like minutes of like just broad thoughts about it and then we're going to go like episode by episode so if you haven't watched it i mean seriously go fucking watch it but from based on the numbers A lot of you have, so sit back and enjoy the ride. Um, What did you think about this overall, Rand?
2: Um, Thus far, it really depends on the ending, but I've really enjoyed it. My wife has really enjoyed it. Sometimes I get a little nervous about showing her stuff because if she doesn't like it, then I feel a little bad about it, and I feel like I lose interest whenever she doesn't like it. I don't know why that is in person. But we've both really enjoyed it, and I um, have some high marks to give it, um, but we'll cover that when we go in depth. But I think that it's very good. I have dabbled in the video game, um, but I haven't played it all the way through. Um, I definitely see some a lot of like things that are very video game-ish to me, and I'm like, oh, I could see how this is like a video game level, you know? within how uh, the TV show.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that's probably the thing that's most impressive for me is that they were able to compact a lot of this down and cut a lot of stuff out, but there are also episodes of this that are nearly shot for shot uh, remakes of what was in the game with literally almost identical dialogue, which is impressive, but also shows that with some good writing, and being one of the few video games that actually has like a pretty decent story. Um, this is something that's, it's very, I feel been very well adapted to this. And I would say that no one other than HBO probably would have been able to make this to make it good. Uh, if this came out on literally anything else, if this was a Netflix original or God help us, like an Amazon prime original, this shit would have not been, it would not have been good. Um, but very, very high production value. like I absolutely bought that we were really in this like ruined world. like some of the some of the shots of like the skyscrapers and stuff that were all like tilted over and when they're driving across the country and just it looks so good. and the the makeup department that worked on the infected and the different versions of the uh, the clickers and the big fungus guy amazing just really 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 good stuff i i can't i don't think there's a single episode that i didn't didn't like this to be perfectly honest i thought this was just a a great great show so
2: yeah i it's hbo just has that knack doesn't it to be able to just kind of make really good shows i felt like an adult whenever it comes up and it's like you know the white noise or whatever And it's like yeah. oh HBO's coming on And you're like oh I'm about to watch something um, Adult but it's really like A video game adaptation so It's not really adult I don't know there was something about it though <laughs> um, But yeah I Let me ask you in the first episode I've asked numerous people this I just need the answer um, In the video game Whenever they wreck the truck Uh, Does a plane crash in the video game.
1: I don't remember to be honest.
0: Nobody can remember.
1: (laughs) I've only, I've only dabbled in that to be perfectly honest. Like, like you, I haven't played through the whole thing. I do know where the story goes. (laughs) And so I can tell you that the last episode is an extremely faithful recreation of that. But yeah, I think this, the first episode is what hooked me. I think we should go ahead and jump into our episode by episode Thank breakdown. You. All right. I'm gonna almost
2: threw us. I was throwing apps and I almost threw us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh what we'll start out with is no, that's episode two. Sorry. Which is <laughs> really like beginning at all.
1: Subtract one from that, Ryan, and you'll be at our start. Yeah, there point. we go. Season um, one, episode one,
2: <laughs> which takes place in Texas, which becomes a question that I asked myself that was revealed <laughs> later on. Um, so basically, it's uh, a, a father, a single father, I'm assuming, and his oh, daughter.
1: Back, back it up there. Back it up there. First we start. Up? Yeah, we first we start in 1968. Oh where, yeah. The most, the three most boring men are hosting a TV show talking about funguses. And they're like, well, you know, if the world got a little bit warmer and a fungus could, you know, grow in the human brain and it, it could fuck around with us like it fucks around with insects. Anyways, that won't happen. But will it? Smash cut to 2003, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Joel, single dead. Sarah,
2: birthday. It's his birthday.
1: Yep. Yep. And he's, he, him and his, his brother Tommy, they are construction workers. They're hard, hard workers. They've got some annoying neighbors. (laughs) That, that lady just wants to, wants to make cookies with his daughter. And I am, I thought, uh, Nico Parker, who plays Sarah in this, she was absolutely great. Just really, really great at selling their relationship in what turned out to be an extremely short amount of time. About maybe like 25 minutes of screen time together. I really bought
0: that. What's that?
2: I said it was memorable. You know, we've talked about Scream. And if you you remember that uh, Drew Barrymore was in Scream for a very short period of time. Yeah, there she um her her um she was like the first thing you see and it was just very memorable. It made the movie like very it was a very iconic scene. I put that kind of in that category. Not the same. Yeah. Drew Barrymore still wins out.
1: But they both die very early on in the production of the thing, so that similarity is also there. <laughs> but <laughs> they do a yep. lot in a really, they do a lot of heavy lifting in a really short amount of time. And it actually made me like a little bit like sad. I mean, obviously it's a sad scene um, when she dies, but it also made me a little bit nervous. Cause I was like, they had like such great chemistry. Like I wonder if him and Bella Ramsey are going to get on like as well. And the answer is not really up until about episode <laughs> six or seven does their relationship fall enough to be like a little bit, uh, a little bit less grating? you know?
2: Yeah. I think that is, they were, we'll, we'll cover that here in a
1: second. Yeah. But um, when everything starts kicking off, like I actually, I lied. I did watch this episode uh, twice. I watched it once. And then I watched it again with my wife when I convinced her to, that this was a good series and we should watch it together um and so yeah and both times i was like on the edge of my seat like visibly like stressed out because i don't think i've ever seen like uh i know they don't like the word zombie so we'll just say uh pandemic something that people also a word that they don't like to hear um when shit starts hitting the fan yeah i was just so stressed out i thought that all of these scenes were so like well done it felt so claustrophobic when they were driving around on the truck like just desperately trying to like all the highways are blocked out and the military was swooping in like it just it all of that the setup for this was just so great
2: yeah it was very engaging and also very nerve-wracking i do agree with that even yeah. though i had seen the video game i mean you've seen the video game we've been yeah. there with that um not a lot of difference if any difference i think there was a little bit of difference but nothing crazy.
1: I just, I, I really like, I think Pedro, controversial take, I think Pedro Pascal is a good actor. <laughs> and I think that this really, he really got to, in this first episode, he does a big range that he is covering, going from really in their relationship as he's this, like, helpless dude. <laughs> he cannot do anything without his daughter. Can't remember to, like, you know, can't remember to, like, make pancakes or Go and get even get a cake for his own birthday, but he will club an old lady to death in seconds. (laughs) Yeah, he
2: did go hard on that old lady. (laughs) In all fairness, she couldn't walk before, so and then yeah, running towards him.
1: So he knew he knew something was up. But god damn it, he he didn't waste like any time. Didn't ask questions. He just immediately see him spring into action. Which there's a bumper sticker on the back of the truck that says. Like Operation Desert Storm veteran, and at first I thought that was supposed to be for Joel, but I think that he's later on says brother, it's Tommy. Yeah, but you would have also thought that he was just a man waiting to let some PTSD go. The way that he clubs this old lady to death, yeah, <laughs> and he- well, and he beats the shit out of that cop whenever
2: he's pissing too. I mean, that's much later on, like it's twenty years later. Also, yeah, I need to point out that he's thirty six, and all of a sudden he's fifty six, and yet. He doesn't look that much different, and he still operates pretty much like a, um, a younger man. Because I, I think Pedro is in his mid forties. Also, I think he's- Pedro is in like everything right now.
1: He's blowing up. I think he said he was on Hot Ones like a couple weeks ago. I think he said it was forty-seven. Right. So
2: yeah, so he's like mid forties, late mid forties. Uh, which is crazy like it's taken him this long to get to where he's at i mean it's definitely after his 40s whenever he took the mandalorian if it wasn't for the mandalorian we wouldn't know who this guy is i don't think
1: he was on game of thrones he was on on there for a while but yeah mandalorian was it's... probably his big breakout role
2: in the mandal uh, uh in game of thrones was you said he was on there for a while what kind of part did he play
1: I see. I haven't watched game of Thrones, so I could only just, this is just from IMDB, but I think he was, I don't think a big part of it, but he was like a recurring character for a while. And if you've watched game of Thrones and I'm wrong,
0: uh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch it. and I'm going to go to your house late. <laughs> I'm going s- to be like, you're
1: wrong. You and Ryan can send me hate mail for getting that wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean this, this first episode is just great. Like, obviously like seeing like the type of zombies that they are where they're like really they're really fast but they're really clumsy um doesn't make him any less scary but yeah like when he's chasing through that diner that guy's just falling all over himself um and we get that really tragic scene of the soldier pointing the gun at him he's like we're not sick and he's like Sorry, like my boss on the radio said, I gotta shoot you guys, so that's what's gonna happen. Bang, bang, bang. you're dead, bang, bang, and we basically Woo-hoo! skip 20 years into the future. And it man, it looks like it's gonna smell really bad there. I would not, <laughs> not a place I'd want to live, Ryan. Let me just tell you what.
2: I'll tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I also have some notes that I have here for the um, first episode. Um, I said, sad intro still hits like the game intro, even though I knew what to expect. Covered that. Um, We also flash forward into the future, and there is like a kid who is walking into what they call the QZ quarantine zone. Um, and um, he pulls up there and then they strap him to a chair and then they test him to see if he's okay. Um, it comes back and he's not okay. They lie to him and tell him it's going to be okay. And the next scene, we see Joel throwing his body into a fire. <laughs> yeah, which I was really, like, well, shit's changed for that dude, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, they this was a show that it's like, hey, kids die in this world. We're not sugarcoating anything. You seen one kid die five minutes ago. This kid with cool and very recognizable shoes also dead now. Jojo Rabbit,
2: right, with uh, <laughs> uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, I also put that. Even jo- Joel has. He was a con. He's a contractor, so you know he's a brute. Um, to the fact that like he works outside and he's work hands-on work. Yeah. He still looks. He looks gray, but beefy and young is what I wrote here.
1: Well, Ryan, I think he looks great in that he's the 20 years that really barely affected tiger. him at all.
2: Just made his <laughs> hair gray and there he is.
1: Yeah, he's, he's yeah, The the years have been hard on him. And as we will see later on, they've t- clearly taken an emotional toll. It's almost like living through the end of the world and your daughter dying in your arms has kind of fucked this guy up a little bit. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, suck it up, buttercup. Um, (laughs) So episode two, I think, provided me with one of the more memorable moments is whenever the um, police... It's really just like two dudes. Go get um, this lady who is like a teacher. She's a research, research scientist. And then they show her like oh, zero. This,
1: this cold open in in Indonesia. Yeah, I really like this.
2: Yeah, and like they, she asks if she's in trouble because they go and find her when she's eating. So clearly she's at some random spot and they've tracked her down. Um, she goes and basically they kind of tell her how this fungi works and what's happened. Basically. You get bit, and then like this fungus starts forming on your insides, and then eventually it sheds your skin, but it takes over not just your brain, uh, but like your insides. So whenever she, the doctor, makes an incision on patient zero, um, it's just like a bunch of like fungus, I guess you'd call it, and then her her reaction is Great. bomb the whole place bomb yes. everything which we find out th- that it doesn't just happen in their country it also happens in america and uh, we're rolling tests and everybody's like um running out yeah
1: it was uh, it it was a very believable it goes out of its way to explain like the mystery of how this starts they were like it grows in grains and it i because she talks they talk about how this was a person that was that worked at this grain factory. There was people there. That's where she got like bit and infected originally. And they're like, and it's spreading. And she's like, oh no, <laughs> we're. F- and that's also, you know, all of those infected grains that had this fungus growing in it get shipped out to the rest of the world. And that's part of the reason why, like, you know, how they didn't have time to make pancakes in the first episode. The pan since they didn't. Eat that infected pancake batter. They didn't. Um...
2: Oh, I you know I didn't catch on to that, but you were correct.
1: Yeah. So I, I really liked how those it, it kind of like tied into each other, and it made like it made sense to have it explained. To have something like a zombie apocalypse explained in like a scientific but really easily understandable way, I was like, this is this is pretty good stuff that they've they've set up here for us. Yeah, I, I trust trust yeah right just trust understand that we're all idiots and we really need this explained in an easily uh digestible sort of way so yeah it was and we we learned later like the fungus like it's it's almost like this hive mind sort of thing like there's a lot of it that's like also growing underneath of the ground and so in a way a lot of these infected people are yeah they're like connected in a sort of way like they're very careful like don't step on this um because it will send like a signal it's almost like a you know bleeding in the water and a shark comes after you like it's the same very similar sort of thing
2: yeah and Um, i think it was episode two or three i i wanted to touch on that that was one of the things um but in episode two we get introduced to ellie who is the second uh main character
1: right um great introduction as well we get some very cryptic there actually i think this was an episode one where we meet ellie but they actually set off from their uh on their adventure their happy adventure and the, which is consists of tess and um tess joel. And joel tess is his he's like she's not my girlfriend
2: we're not, we don't want to put a label on it because, No, we don't uh, want to put
1: a label on it. I mean, I know there's it. not like that many people left in the world, but, uh, you well, know,
2: she's keepin- like in place.
1: Yeah. And she, I was the little spoon. I <laughs> <she> got <laughs> Joel was the wrong little, spoon. A
0: little spoon.
1: It feels great. I'm not, I will never apologize for wanting to be the little spoon every now and then. Yeah, um, man. but <laughs> I want to be the little spoon all the time. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, I think the only one of the few like heavy handed things was at the end of episode one where Joel actually has that flashback when the federal officer is pointing the gun at him. He's like, and the show is really like, Oh, this is like when his daughter got killed. And it's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) But he knew the guy too. Like (laughs) they
2: had (laughs) exchanged pleasantries and exchanged Drugs and stuff like that. Well, I think it was <laughs> cigarettes, right?
1: It was it was joints. He had like we gave him like a package that had like ten rolled joints in it.
2: Was it joints?
1: It was joints. And he had like some pills and stuff as well. Which what fucking I I this is the thing that was crazy. I was like, so Atlanta, they just got like a factory down there that only makes guns and like Percocets, I guess. <laughs> like what what is the what, Anyways, uh, it is a little bit confusing, and that that lore is not fully explained. And maybe we're not supposed to think about it that hard. But yeah, that was that was super heavy-handed. Where he's like, "Oh, this guy pointing a gun at me, and I've got this little girl behind me." That reminds me of something that the audience saw thirty minutes before in this episode. It was just like, "All right, like we we get it. This is it's a similar sort of thing." <laughs> and he's got to got to save her this time instead of when she when she died and got shot. But anyways. Um, I liked episode two a lot. I think that a little bit more lore building, um, we actually get to see some clickers this time, uh, in, they go in that spooky as hell museum.
2: Yeah. I was interested in that because, um, it's kind of like a haunted house kind of situation.
1: Yeah. That museum must've been so boring that even after the apocalypse, nobody went bothered to go in there and mess with anything. Um, I do have
2: some notes here. Um, So I said, bomb the city is the best option we covered. Um, I don't know if we said this, but Ellie is immune to um, bites from the fungi people.
1: Oh, yeah, because she's already infected. And we'll find out in the last episode why she's immune.
2: Yes, you will explain to us later. (laughs) <laughs> um, but Ellie is hilarious too. I think she's very sarcastic and very much like a douche. She's
0: she loves great. puns. She does a, so much so. There's
2: a note I have here about the joke that takes place in episode five that I love so much. I said, This uh, seems this is going to be a redemption show for Joel. He's becoming human again um, because you get that sense that he's lost everything. And then when she comes into his life, he's very much resistant of it, but I mean, it's a TV show. So you're going to see this, um, like him start kind of trusting and being a person again, um, infective infected move in unison. Like you said, like whenever they were outside the horde of them, they were, um, flipping over and stuff like that, which I thought was, no, looked very weird. It um, looked
1: creepy. They were all getting like some sun.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they travel with Tess, who is Joel's significant other. Um, I put here after they were attacked in the museum, I said, Tess seems off after museum battle. Ellie was bit and Joel is unsure of her. Maybe we should be unsure of Tess. Um, to which Maybe. I went on and said, I was right because <laughs> found out that she was bit. And that she is um, changing, or pending change, and they yeah. go fireflies, which they were supposed to drop Ellie off to, um, because she's immune. And they're like a radical group who was very much against. They're anarchists, and where the Fedra, who are the cops, are more like Nazis.
1: Yeah, Fedra is the Federal Emergency Disaster Response Agency. And the Fireflies are some terrorists that also have a hospital uh, out in Salt Lake City, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So it's
2: it's just um, I don't know, people fall into the same categories they did. It's a little more stripped down, so we have to go back to like how it was. I guess, you know, anarchists and Nazis to that. Yeah,
1: back to the good old days. Yeah. With but, public I mean, executions.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Um let's see. So Ellie, I, I no Tess. Whenever she gets attacked in the museum, when she blows up everything to save Joel and uh Ellie,
0: because yeah. she's really
2: the turning point for Joel to even give a shit about Ellie. I think He's, she's like, if she's the possibility to save everything, let's go for it. And whenever the one zombie comes over and like fringes her and like drops that shit in her mouth that was like gross.
1: Yeah, it was um it was interesting because someone I saw this discussion online is that they the primary focus of the infected is to spread the infection and they don't really attack you unless you resist. So, I think that part of it was that they rec- they're able to recognize that she's already like infected. Exactly. But she's also not like fighting back either. She so, wasn't well,
2: like she took that hardcore, and I was like,
1: yeah. "This is
0: all things, right?
1: So it's it's kind of it's super gross and also just really like just brutal to watch. But I think that is it. It is just trying to show you that you know if you don't like fight back, like they don't, they're not they're not in the business of ripping you apart because the the primary goal of the fungus is to spread. It's not to kill just or rip you limb from limb it's that it, as well, long you as you're not a f-
2: she is not infected what's that or you think that's because she is infected
1: I think I think it's both a little bit of both I think that they can like they recognize it but also it's it's just showing that violence is not the answer
2: <laughs> well I also think that it's also in her too um, because her hands were very much like Go blow the shit sky high. What her yeah. her body was very frozen. I don't know if those are in are you know reactions to the situation where she wasn't good in um, holding it down. But at the same time, one part of your body wouldn't be different than the other part of your body. It would move together. The fact that she was constantly trying to blow it up by um, with the Zippo, trying to flick the uh, lighter.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just that sense of calm. Because you know, this is it. And this is your last, like, uh, last last chance, I get. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about the, her struggling with the Zippo. And That's then cool. it's like when they, the infected dude was Frenching her, <laughs> she was like, all right, now it's time to blow this shit sky high. Um, And yeah.
2: Yeah, that was episode two, essentially. That's where it ended and stuff. And we were on. The Trek. Um, episode 3. I really did like this episode. Um, I thought it came a little early though. Um, So Joel tells Ellie as they're on their travels that he doesn't want her to go up forward because he doesn't want to see something. She goes up there and it's just a bunch of like bones. So I don't know I flipped out and he was like, no you can't go see that because I mean it's just bones. But this story did not take the turn that I thought it would, there was a p- an article of clothing that was um, blowing in the wind on um, some set of bones, and we go into it, and it's this lady with this newborn, and they're getting in the back of like what I would call like a hayride pickup truck.
1: The um, most depressing hayride you've ever been on, yeah, Ryan.
2: Yeah, and I thought that might follow her, but no, it followed uh, Nick Offerman. And basically, what happened is that he is in a bunker
1: under his house. He's a doomsday prepper. He's he been waiting is. for this, and he's so happy everyone's gone.
2: He <laughs> is, and I put here these. Are, this is legit. The note Home Depot, where Iran can be Iran.
1: <laughs> I know um, more than you.
2: Ron spots. <laughs> Goes to a Home Depot. That's like pretty much everything's destroyed. Smartly attaches
1: a boat to his truck. Does he he steal the boat? Because I I think think it was like in the house next door. (laughs) He just pitches it up to his truck.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and then he puts it on there so he has more ability to put more shit in there. And (laughs) the thing I like about this episode is that it's not so much about um, the clickers or the mutation and stuff I mean this is really just about somebody living like their life in this world but almost like unaffected by the world with the dangers and stuff but at the same time prepared for it but they were like safe the whole time in most cases not all cases but a lot of cases
1: this whole thing was just so well done and I think that we needed some because let's face it those first two episodes were pretty bleak not yeah, a lot of
2: it was too early. Like I think of like shows that have what I would call that sigh of relief episode, I E uh, the fly episode in breaking bad. That was more <laughs> of a comedy, but I thought it was yeah. so early on. Like I-, I-, I think it's a great episode. I think it stood out, but it's episode three. I thought they could hold off a little bit longer.
1: I think it came. I will disagree, but I will disagree respectfully. Uh, I you think better, uh, I know you've you lived, idiot. Anyways, <laughs> 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 no, I just uh, I, I really, I really liked it. I think this is a beautiful piece of TV making. Um, you have alongside Nick Offerman after he's you know, he's built the perfect hide out there, and um, uh, after uh, several years, he catches someone in a trap, and it's Murray Bartlett from White Lotus who plays uh, Frank. Yeah, that's right, because Bill is Nick Offerman. He plays mm-hmm. Frank and this is a uh whole relationship that was only alluded to in like one little note that you kind of find in the first game in this little town. And we have that expanded out into a complete story. Um and uh Frank comes in, he makes them a makes them a, a wonderful uh rabbit dinner. They have a delicious Beaujolais paired with rabbit. Uh and both parties yeah and well frank frank is like hey let's play the piano and i know you're gay uh and bill's like yep i am we'll take a well, shower
2: and then we'll we'll meet up later or we'll we, we, maybe i'll kick we, you out
1: <laughs> which is just wild to think that you've seen the world go to com- absolute complete shit and nick offerman's just posted up he's got wine He's got like electricity running, running water, and I don't. Just the two of them together, it was. It's really, really good, and just really
2: awkward at first. Like, so my understanding of Ron Swanson and even this character (laughs) was like he was the man's man, and then not so much whenever he was gay. I was like, okay, I knew this was coming, and. I really enjoyed the story cause it's like a love story, but yeah. uh, it, it, whenever they were in the bed and they were like kissing and rubbing up on each other, it's like, it's very forward of them. I, well, but also I felt a little uncomfortable, but then I was like, I see I think- straight couples do this like in movies and it doesn't bother me. It made me question things. I, I just feel like being honest, that I, it was like something that made me a little uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's like, have I seen anything like this on TV? And no, I I haven't.
1: I think it's because of how authentic it is, because Bill is obviously, you can tell by the way, he says, you know, there was no girl when he's talking about, you know, singing that song. He's like, I know. So Bill, obviously closeted gay man his entire life you get the sense that he's never probably really had an actual intimate relationship because he's afraid of who he is and And, maybe that's
2: why he's so invested in doomsday
1: yeah and i think that that awkwardness is because that you are seeing someone that is finally getting to be the, the portrayal of the characters that someone that's finally getting to be themselves for the, maybe the first time. And it is maybe a little bit awkward, but it's also like exciting at, at the same time and kind of a relief. And so there's a lot of like a lot of different emotions kind of happening at once. So yeah, it does have a little, you know, a little bit of awkward tension at first, but I think it's just because of how well Nick Offerman plays it. Like, yeah, I, this is something that my entire life I didn't think I'd ever get to actually experience, which, you know, yeah. I think that it translates later in this episode because you see that even if, if someone like Bill, who was glad that the world ended, he could be alone, could open up his heart to find like actual love. Like that's a, it's a great foil for, for Joel and his relationships later on.
2: Yeah, I I think it was more the intimacy because um, as they got older, because basically we watched these two characters go from life to death. I mean, they live out the best life. They um, have the
1: best life. It seems like they grow <laughs> so strawberries. Means- they fucking love them strawberries.
2: <laughs> they do, but I, that also tells you like some of those things that you're like, what would we miss if it was twenty? 20- or 2003 and then the world ended because we had talked prior to um, the episode here about like what are some of the things that we would have missed out on you know if 2023 was the end I know you, neither of us would have graduated high school um, we would have probably missed out on um,
0: Kim Kardashian yeah yeah um, um well, HD oh, uh, televisions.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, Billy Eilish, um yeah. Hulu, um Alexa's <laughs> all really? the smart home things, which if anybody's listening to this probably uh alerted their um device, but yeah, there's like a ton of stuff, a lot of pop culture is missed. Um, Justin Bieber would have been a thing I don't think
1: so He would have been Katie like an amoeba Perry.
2: at this point Katy Perry wouldn't have really been a thing Yeah Staying Lady Gaga um, Coronavirus Probably
1: People would have only seen the first two Matrix movies My god They would have never have known how it ended Where were we in the Lord of the Rings saga They would have uh, You've only seen the two towers at this point In Fellowship of the Ring
2: uh, Harry Potter, um,
1: yeah, yeah. There's so. a lot of
2: things that wouldn't have happened. Comedies, I mean, was The Hangover even happening at this point? We no.
1: we're living in a world where people have never quoted Anchorman. God, that's a world I don't want to live in.
2: You know now who that, Will Ferrell is, but he now never that escalated quickly. <laughs> never released Elf that came out yep. around Christmas time. Uh, So there's a ton of things that have happened in those 20 years that these particular people don't know. But yeah, yeah, those people, uh, Nick Offerman, Bill and Frank got to live their best life. And essentially they had a suicide pact and they ended their life. Uh, The reason they got hooked up with Joel is because um, Frank and Tess had spoke over the radio and they were kind
1: of... Mutually Poor they Joel. became friends. Yeah, because, uh, because Tess
0: Joel and Joel
1: and- are smugglers. That's what they're doing in this period of time.
2: So Oliver. um Joel <laughs> and uh Bill seem to have some kind of no enjoyment towards each other, but it's like a respect thing. I don't know <laughs> if it's like jokingly, because there's a note that um Bill leaves for Joel.
1: <laughs> I never liked oh. you, Joel. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then they go to a flashback where it's like the ladies uh, and that's like a heterosexual kind of like where I'm coming from is just because how I view things because I'm in a heterosexual uh, relationship, but basically like the ladies go away and they go inside and and stuff and then the guys talk outside and then it's just like pretty much like the, the men of the relationships are like talking and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: I can only imagine what kind of, you know, these are two people that are very emotionally closed off. So I cannot imagine how little they had probably had to say to each other in terms of small talk. And, well, they
2: were um, like, it's uh, funny. Joel was Like, yeah, we're decent people actually. And Frank was like, well, lucky us, you know, just kind of throwing it <laughs> back at him.
1: Yeah. Um, it's uh, I, I do like when, Joel tells Ellie we're going to Bill and Frank's, and she says, "Oh, are Bill and Frank nice?" And he says, "Frank is." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I
2: will also mention something that is not we did not cover here that happens early on in this episode is Ellie kill. Well, what I w- assumed at the time, we'll find out that's incorrect. Ellie kill gets her first kill, but it's really her second kill. Uh, yeah. And what I said here is that if that was her true first killer, it reminded me of Walter White in Breaking Bad, where it was a a confined, um, I guess, villain that they had to kill. Um, Basically, the one that she killed was like an infected person who was trapped under rubble, wherever in Walter White's world, it was like also in a basement, which Ellie had to go into for this kill. Um, It's basically somebody Restrained in a basement, and they murder them. And it seems like their first skill but not true for Ellie. But that's what yeah. it reminded. Me of.
1: Very reflective, or pointing forward to her potential violent tendencies. She loves a knife. She loves a gun. She loves shooting backwards and missing. <laughs> we see that a lot. But what I thought you were gonna, what I thought you were gonna say, Ryan, was when she was asking about that airplane, and he was like, "Yeah, flying sucked." <laughs> <laughs> the dude who's what just lived through that? the end of the world and still was like, Yeah, I hated flying. Flying the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> he's just like, this is a 14-year-old girl who's literally lived and completely in the apocalypse and is fascinated by the fact that there used to be airplanes. And he's like, Yeah, it kinda sucked. It wasn't really that great. <laughs> Well, he
2: also in the end of episode three, he's talking to her about um, driving off, and like she needs to put on her seatbelt, and she's like oblivious to that.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. And they they crank some Hank Williams, and they're uh, they're off. So yeah, they they do show up. We, we oh it's Linda
2: in- stat at the end of that episode because it's the song that Bill sang for
1: Frank. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right too. So, yeah, they do eventually get to Bill and Frank's town. Unlike in the game, they're both dead. <laughs> um, and we are at first you think it's like today, but based on them reading the the letter, you assume that it's actually been maybe like a couple of weeks because they said. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, like,
2: because th- there's flies on their food and stuff yeah. like that. Um, there's yeah. a lot of things that tell us that some time has passed there. But it, yeah, I think it's probably equivalent to what you said. And they were like, don't come up there. I thought they handled that very tastefully. Like, they didn't go up there. Um, yeah. Will and Frank have a suicide pact and basically both just... So Frank, he is the younger one and is in the best shape in the earlier years. But then right. not so much later on. It's like he has MS or something like that. Yeah, uh, even
1: though there was that night where it was, wasn't it Raiders or it was like a band. Of, yeah. Like they a group had of some Raiders come up and, and Bill's the one that gets shot. And then you get that flash forward. So you thinking you're thinking it's going to be him that's in the wheelchair, but it turns out it's, it's Frank and, and Bill's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. Like I thought more was going to come out of that, but maybe that was just to show more of how devoted they were to each other, which, yeah, I was, and this is whenever I started not feeling so awkward about it. I think it was the intimacy that I felt awkward about. I can't help it. I, I'm just being honest. Is that I, I? That's whenever I was like, oh man, this is actually a really good episode because these people love each other and it's not like mushy gushy, you know? But,
1: yeah, um, and just really well, really well portrayed. And you get to see like, yeah, this whole and another two out of the first three episodes are movie length at this point. So <laughs> yeah, for, sure. but yeah, they, uh, Joel and Ellie, basically, you know, they get there for the aftermath of it, but they're well stocked. They have a truck and they get to start trucking on down the road. And this is where things really start to pick up in terms of pace wise. Um, and where we should also pick this episode up in terms of our pace too, probably, Uh, But um, episode four, they're driving out to Kansas City. We get uh, some we get introduced to the joke book for the first time. Oh, yeah. Book of puns. Yes. Uh, I know this Um, is jumping ahead to the end, but you want to go ahead and I know you've got one particular pun that you've taken notes on.
2: Well, so I'm going (laughs) to um, actually bring up one thing that I put about episode four. All right. Uh, Joel and Ellie make their way out into um, just some random area, and he pulls over and they eat Chef Boyer D. And I said, Can Chef Boyer D stay good for 20 years? Did you look it up? <laughs> I did not look it up. I don't think that's a, a, a thing because both parties, Joel and Ellie, were like, Oh, this is really good. Um, and what they end up doing they end up pulling into this um, town that has all these crazy people living there and they get into like a shootout
0: Kansas city, yeah.
2: Kansas city. Yes. And, uh, that,
1: more like kind of Kansas better, shitty, uh, Kansas
0: on-
2: shitty, the shitty. joke. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So we run into another group of people. Um, so, uh, so there's a joke. So um, Ellie, this, there's a couple of things happening here in this episode. I'm just going to touch on this one thing. It's going to be in the beginning and the end of the episode. Um, Ellie tells Joe, uh, Joel a joke. She says, why is diarrhea hereditary? Because it runs in your genes, which
1: kills kills in the room
2: (laughs) Joel just kind of like laughs and you see like not so much um, defensiveness against Ellie Um, Ellie who eventually admits to kind of seeing Joel as a father figure yeah um, and then later on at the end whenever Joel finds out that Ellie's made her first kill um, he and her he gives her a gun, which was like a point of contention before, but now it's like, oh, you've killed. The only reason I didn't want you to have a gun, A, I didn't trust you in the beginning, now I trust you now, but b, I, you've killed and I was trying to protect your innocence. So it shows he does care, and he is not so uh, removed from the human condition, um, which I thought was an interesting way
1: of kind of exemplifying that. So um, Ryan, not to digress too much, but I did look up, uh, I found an article on slate uh, that, that says that is, yeah completely about the chef Boyardee. And they reached out to a, f- a doctor and he referenced military MREs and how they have equal amounts of like sodium and stuff in them. And he's like, yeah, you could probably eat that. <laughs> Really?
2: So they would have been okay.
1: Yeah, he said don't eat something like canned fruit because it will turn like brown uh, because the sugar doesn't preserve it as much. But something like Chef Barty that's just full of salt and preservatives, probably not appetizing to look at, but you could probably eat it and it'd be fine.
2: Well, the way they were eating it, the show was just like there was going to be no tomorrow. It was just quick, fast, in a hurry.
1: I know. Cold. However, um they did reach out to conagra brands who manufactures and distributes uh, chef boy d and they <laughs> said just like the usda they advised not before eating canned pasta you should check that the can is not dented bulged, leaking or otherwise compromised. then Which it's up to the smell
0: exactly
1: mm-hmm. said it smells okay and looks okay you can taste test it uh and otherwise it's uh it's okay
0: so what you're telling me is
2: based on that episode, they actually followed up to do the research on that to verify if that was a viable option.
1: And Absolutely. It- An actual journalist called multiple people to ask if they could eat a chef, a can of chef Boyardee from the year 2003. My God.
0: <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs>
1: Living learn <your> learner.
2: Um, <laughs> so yeah, they um, share food Ellie actually protects Joel. I don't know if it happens in this episode or the next episode, but um, Joel falls asleep while on lookout while they're in a cave.
1: Yes, um, she she notices, or when they were when they're basically. I feel like a lot happened in this episode, but not that much. Like there's a shootout. They have to go to uh, an apartment building, or it's a like old like business park. They climb up high to get like uh, a vantage point. Then Joel, um, you find but, out
2: that he's fucking deaf as hell because he's yeah, laid out flat,
1: but he you can't fi- hear you the shit. F- yeah, you find out why in the last episode why he's deaf on that side of his ear or his head, <laughs> um, and why he's got a scar on his head, which he tells Ellie it's because a guy shot me and he missed. Um, so yeah, and basically that episode ends with uh, two people pointing guns at them and you're like oh my god what's going to happen next uh, well it turns out it's Sam and what's this other guy's name <laughs> Sam is a little kid what is his brother's name I cannot It's I, that was me. the
2: name of the episode
0: names. yeah but go going. ahead go ahead and I'll find it Yeah, so
1: basically, yeah, the two of them, they are pointing guns at them, and they have a bit of an uneasy truth. I really liked this scene where um, Joel is unable to not act like an asshole long enough to be convincing for them to not be shot. (laughs) And I I enjoy this. But Ellie was like, it's it's cool. Don't don't worry about it. Joel, say say it's cool. He's like, everything's fine. (laughs) They like tense up again. And he and she's like, no, no. He's just got an asshole voice. Like he's 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 cool.
2: Well, you don't know. Don't worry about it. Equally, um, whenever that's mirroring, um, whenever in the second episode, whenever Tess and uh, Joel are have Ellie and she's sleeping, <laughs> and she's like pretending they're like don't twitch or anything, and she's like like she's changing, <laughs> but she's really not. Yeah. Very similar to that. Sam and Henry.
1: Henry is
0: the Okay, uh, yeah. I was guy.
1: searching so hard. I thought that was the name of the episode, but it's called Ken. Yeah. Cause they're related. Get it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um this is a good one. Um I really liked uh oh no. <laughs> Forgetting the actor's name again, but the um let me look up the last of us cast really Ken? quickly. Sam, um, the resi- Melanie Linsky uh, She plays Kathleen uh, in this, and she is the um, mm. leader of this this group of people that have overthrown Fedra, which you see brutally happen in the um <laughs> in the, the
2: collaborators. The- but they're also yeah. just extremists.
1: But man, they really just fucking kill those military people. They're like dragging them behind trucks. They're hanging them like really, really high. And they are being absolutely just as brutal as one would assume uh, Fedra has been to them. Um, we find out it's been some pretty fucking rough stuff that's been going on. And that's why they're looking for collaborators. And we know that um, Henry apparently has sold out Kathleen's brother for some kind of miracle drug. <laughs> which I'm not quite sure how that works in the apocalypse where they've got a drug that can cure leukemia just laying around Well (laughs) I mean the world did end in 2003 but they've got some kind of magic drug and that was that felt weird to me especially after Bill and Frank's episode where they tell him he's like yeah even before the fall of the world no one could have cured this what's you know what's going on with me so you know whatever <laughs> A bit weird but maybe i shouldn't get too hung up on it um this episode is tense They when they're going through the tunnels underground henry explains like yep we can all the they drove all the infected underground um and that's our way out we got to go down there and go out the other side and they're like oh yeah well they are not
0: down there
1: Yeah, (laughs) they said, oh, well, you know, you know, Fedra, you know, they they cleaned all the outside. Uh, They cleaned the underground out. There's no more infected down there, probably. Anyways, we just got to get through there and go to the other side and bing, bang, boom. We're out of town. Simple as that. Bing, bang, boom. Um, Not really that simple, is it?
2: (laughs) No, not the the case. Um, Basically, they um, make their way out but as they're making their way out, there's a sniper in the bell tower. and um, Terrible shot. Joel goes, Joel goes up there. Yeah, he says, Stormtrooper, bye." Yay. <laughs> um, Joel goes up there, pretty much tells the guy, don't make any moves or I'll kill you. And the guy makes a move and kills him. He's an old man. And then during that time, Joel's up in the bell tower, and Ellie and Sam and Henry or Ken or whatever the fuck his name is Are all down (laughs) in the lower end, and all the people from the town, the extremists, are coming for them. And basically, what and this is where I talk about how in the beginning it's like a video game. There's video game aspects to it, but it's not a video game. You know, it's this is the
1: most video game like episode, I'd say.
2: Yeah. So Joel's trying to snipe, and Ellie's running with uh, the boys, essentially. And basically everybody's okay because whenever shit's about to really go down, the ground opens up and all these like zombies are like running like way quick. And they're so fast. Um, Ellie goes and tries to save um, Henry and Ken from getting bit from one of the zombies. She gets them out and Joel has cleared the way from her or for her and then um, she gets them out. And I can't remember if it's before or after she gets them out, but she gets into um, a van. Um, oh, yeah. Into the window. And then all of a sudden there's like this infected kid that gets in there and starts coming at her. And it's very fast. Terrifying. Um, that, yeah. She gets out, runs away from the kid. And then like the antagonist for this episode, um, she gets yeah. eaten by the kid. And then like they just run away. Yeah. There's um, also like a big dude who is like infected or whatever.
1: And Just tears some people apart.
2: He does. But the thing that I noticed there was like, that's the craziest thing that happened. But whenever we get to like a hotel situation, like that happens immediately after, um, Joel is very calm, cool, and collected. I mean, I even made a note about it. I was like, then Joel is all calm, cool, and collected in the next scene. Like, I'm like a
0: psychopath
2: yeah he was just like yeah okay cool that all happened then went down
1: um, yeah we find out that Henry or sorry Sam has been bitten Bella says don't worry
2: no Ellie
1: my, my, did I say Bella Instead of I was looking at her photo Bella Ramsey Ellie says that uh, <laughs> blood's medicine yeah and uh, man if that shit did not work because uh, your boy turned we left out the part about him being deaf. I guess it's not that important at this point, but yeah. He's it would be scary to live in a world like this where you have one sense that's missing. Um, but anyways, yeah. That's why oh. they're communicating with that little etch a sketch.
2: Also, at the beginning of this episode, the antagonist, she um is trying to find Sam and Henry and um the Person she's questioning, who has kind of been held up with them for a couple of days in like a bunker, yeah. um, is her pediatrician and had brought her, her child doctor. And she yeah. ends up killing him because he doesn't give her the answers, just to show how extreme these people are and like the links they'll go to. But her brother was sold out, so she has a vendetta for that situation. um Why was her brother sold out? Do you recall? Uh-
1: he was the resistance leader and I can't remember exactly the situation, to be honest with you. It was about probably about a month ago when we watched this, Fair I enough, know he some had some reason. kind of, some kind of maybe he, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that he, Henry sold him out to Fedra as being, yeah, he was like the resistance leader can I get some medicine for my brother? I think was basically yeah. the gist of it. So he was, yeah, he was like, I'm worse than a collaborator. I'm a rat. And ain't nothing worse than a fucking rat, man. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> bitches or stitches get stitches. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was the situation. <laughs> I had to talk through it. It's okay. You, you got there. Um, uh, but yeah, so s- they have to shoot Sam and then, henry shoots himself
2: yeah because henry was the one that killed him and he commits suicide right in front of bella who was getting attacked also by sam um at the end of that they bury the bodies and um basically ellie is remorseful um but it doesn't last long and this isn't like something that lingers um and she pretty much says joel let's go and you can see that she's toughening up and Joel can identify that. I mean, who couldn't? It's very obvious. Um, yeah. And go into the next episode, wherever we um, are pretty much going to find Tommy, Joel's brother, who is in there.
1: Yeah. Um, and they do, almost immediately. Do,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, there are two characters at the beginning that they infiltrate their house and their older people I like um, this scene. <laughs> and they get information from them about what's going on. And basically they're like, if you cross this river, you're it's a death sentence because what they assume is the infected, which is not. I put that um those two old people seemed like mythical characters. I um, loved
1: the two of them. He was the he comes back from a hunt and he's like, There's a guy with a gun. He was like, You gave him soup?
2: <laughs> yeah, but they knew so much, yet they were so like <laughs> easy going like they were yeah. they weren't afraid of death um I also put in here in my notes Joel's health issues seems like my man is just having panic attacks
1: he is and he goes out of his way to give you some exposition as to why he's having panic attacks later Thanks. in the episode <laughs> of which apparently Ellie overhears which I don't remember exactly how I know she like kind of leaves like they have this is this town ta- okay this town it's like a cowboy communist fortress where he's like oh there you you know this is this society is like a communist and she's like no this is literally what a communist society is and Joel you get the sense being from Texas being he's like mm, you know but clearly, this is the best fucking place they've ever been in the last 20 years. Uh, they've got like running water they've got fucking movie night they've got electricity <laughs> yeah and yeah, electricity like they've got diva cups uh again they do
2: that was interesting I love the way that Ellie squeezed it
1: yeah <laughs> oh, which. Like, oh you know we take this kind of stuff for granted but when you're a 14 year old girl who's grown up in this we fucking don't take world this
2: for granted, Jake, yeah. because we're not girls
1: who have periods that's right but it'd be even worse if we were and we lived in a you know not only just had to deal with that but also you've lived in a world where these kinds of like those feminine products are really probably hard to come by so I don't know what you know they're using but Yeah, I bet she is fucking psyched to get that, just like in episode two where they go in the cellar and they've got, like, Tampax in there. (laughs) She's like, hell yeah. Like, I bet this would be, like, I'd have to dig so many dishes back in Boston to be able to afford a box of these. Like, (laughs) so, yeah, I mean, it's cool. And um, Tommy's uh, wife, I guess, now wife, is, like, yeah, that Joel guy, is, he's fucking like bad news. He's done some pretty Well, they've shit. also
2: <laughs> admitted that they had some issues wherever they killed innocent people.
1: Yeah. And he's like, how do you think he survived or whatever? And, so, and that's why, you know, there's such a stark there's friction between him and Tommy because he's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm so happy to see you and you're alive,' But then he's like, you know, now you're out here and you're like, you think you're better than me, don't you? <laughs> basically. You <laughs> and it is basically, you know how it, how it goes. He's like, you think you're fucking better than me, don't you? And I mean, it's like of, of time's
2: my Boston, you know, all those.
1: <laughs> and. Um, Joel, you know, he's having panic attacks and he's telling Tommy, he's like, I, will fuck this up and i am so afraid of fucking this up and really going out of his way to be like yeah like the, i fucked up a lot and i fucked up and my daughter died and now i've got this similarly aged girl that i'm having to transport across the country and you know there's some obvious analogies there just like the writers set up you know and that's why i'm having panic attacks tommy and that's what this well, monologue yeah. is about <laughs>
2: <laughs> he also sees a girl at some point in this town that Looks From behind looks like his daughter Same hair and all that stuff And yeah. she has a kid and I think he imagines Like you know if she was her age Now which was like 20 years So she'd be in like her 30s she so Yeah
1: she'd been like 35 at this point Yeah and like she would have A kid and stuff like that Yeah and you get to I mean It makes sense yeah. <laughs> Why he's drawing these very obvious parallels but um it's it's sad and he's like you know you ellie you should go with tommy tommy's younger than me he was in operation desert storm look it up (laughs) (laughs) but he's you know and joel's like yeah i'm like you know i i can't fucking do this and so they wake up uh, she's meets Tommy down at the stables, and Joel's there, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been here for half an hour trying to get this fucking saddle on this horse." <laughs> um, because he's obviously changed his mind. He's like, and Ellie it goes along with it. She's like, "Yep, like I, I trust you. You're the only person I trust to like to do this. We're in this together. Like we need to go. We need to go finish this."
2: And he's like, "You're so, not my daughter. You're not
1: your cargo." God.
2: Yeah, essentially. And then the next morning goes, picks her up. Um, Yeah. I thought it was only fair to give you an option. And then they go to a school where they think the fireflies are at, but we find out the fireflies are gone. And we also see the monkeys. And yeah, they're inhabited by monkeys. (laughs) And then we get some more raiders, and Joel gets shot one good time.
1: Actually, he gets stabbed with a baseball bat.
2: Yeah, it's a baseball bat that's been converted into a shank. Um yeah. and then we end up going to a location where um essentially I guess in the next episode is we find out more about Ellie and like how she came to be um where she's at. So she was like a kid who was in the Fedra project of groups and stuff, and she had a roommate. Her roommate left and she thought she was dead. Um and the roommate actually joined the Fireflies and wanted Ellie to come join her. And Ellie is gay, um, or bisexual at least. Um, so whenever this girl shows her like all these things in a current mall or like a mall that existed twenty years before them,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, they got a vic- Victoria's mall, Secret.
2: <laughs> yeah, she She's said like something a- like, "I wonder what that would look like on." Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it's that very awkward teenager flirting where, you know, you, you get the sense where she's like, how you, you, you know, it's like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be funny if we kissed, you know, unless you're into that? It's like that kind of, it's that very much that kind of like just awkward, like flirting, like just very kind of insecure. And you see her like, she like laughs it off and then she's like fixing her hair and like the reflection and stuff. And, I love the fucking set design of this episode. I, it they it's an actual the whole thing was filmed in um in Canada, and this was a mall kind of like in Blues Brothers that was like condemned, about to be like torn down, but they were they were able to set up all the sets and stuff inside of this actual mall that was already like closed and run down, and they were able to a lot of the storefronts they updated with like the period appropriate like shops and signs and stuff. And I thought that it just looks so good. (laughs) And you would imagine like, if you're Ellie seeing something like this for the first time, you've never seen like neon signs. Probably you've never seen anything like this because even though they live in a like walled off city, you're not getting the sense that there's a lot of like, uh, you know, activities to go do not a lot of nightlife uh not a lot of shopping to be had they do mention a starbucks which i would imagine is probably just them seeing like the ruins of an old starbucks but part of me thinks it would be really fun to think that starbucks is the only chain that survives the apocalypse
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) serving you up as like you're
1: getting chased down by people. That's the old joke that there's a Starbucks everywhere and they can't even be killed. Not even the end of the world will stop them from, you know, expanding into the quarantine zone. (laughs) Makes sense to me, actually. Yeah. Uh, that mattress firms. (laughs) Yes, they sprout up everywhere. And so they've, she shows them, uh, she shows Ellie the time of her life. Uh, They, they get on a, they get on a carousel. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but she does find out that she's making pipe bombs and Ellie does not like that because she's like, who is this going to be used for to kill Fedra people? Who's a, a Fedra, Fedra person? person? I'm a Fedra. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, I would make sure that, you know, you wouldn't get hurt or whatever. She's like, fuck off. Like, they're... <laughs> How you, you are a fifteen-year-old kid that they just recruited to make pipe bombs, and they've got you sleeping in the back of like this old Sabaros, Like, they're not going to listen to you. Like, you are directly participating in something that's going to get me killed, probably. So that's a bit of a bummer on the night. It certainly would seem uh, until they uh, go to the Halloween store. They do. They put on some fucking terrifying rubber masks and dance on top of. Dance on top of the shelves.
2: My wife, oh, she's you... afraid of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I she
1: hated this scene. Um, and but would you know it? There's one little, one little infected dude who's just waiting to be activated in this mall, and comes and bites them both.
2: And then they just decide to stay up with each other, survive and the that- night.
1: Right. They say let's lose our minds together. It's a real Romeo and Juliet sort of thing. Kinda. Uh, and in the earlier episode where uh Ellie basically saves Joel's life because he couldn't hear that guy coming up and jumping on him. She's like, Yeah, I've had to kill someone before, and you're wondering, you know, if we're gonna see that. We don't see it, but we know now that she and has to kill her friend Riley cuz she starts turning and Ellie doesn't. And yeah, how does well, she kill her? It doesn't say, but I am I am assuming that since cuz Ellie doesn't know she's immune at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they stay up all night, Riley turns and she probably has to grab like a shard of broken glass and stab her to death or something like absolutely brutal which that's your best friend and probably the first person you've ever kissed at this point. And presumably either the next day or something after that, the fireflies come looking for Riley find Ellie who's been, you know, bitten and infected. And that's why, you know, she's chained up in episode one for, you know, 10 days or whatever, you know, however long they said that she's been locked up for in the fireflies headquarters.
2: I'm just curious how long it took the fireflies to find her, um, because beyond this, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I th- I can't remember if they say something like, "Oh, they're coming to like check on me tomorrow or pick me up," or you know, because she's got like a bunch of pipe <laughs> bombs. which uh are-
2: Atlanta the next day. The, okay, that okay? So they spent was the last night. I, Russell, I guess she was moving on her own instead of like them moving her.
1: I would assume that she would need their help to leave the QZ and Boston, Atlanta are not close. So I would assume that she would need some help. So probably at least a couple of them would show up to that mall the next morning to like pick her up and like for her travel arrangements. <laughs> but they find her dead and Ellie instead,
0: I guess. So. Yeah, I wish they would have explained that more. But I mean, what can you do? yeah i'm
1: glad that they didn't we didn't have to watch you know ellie stab her <laughs> her best friend to death um because i think that probably would have been a bit much considering how sad that was but it is just you know heavily inferred because we've heard of what she said before and once you see, like oh there's the bite they're both bit and the episode just kind of ends um we know that she's like still looking after Joel. He's infected, full of pus, just not doing well at all. Um and yeah, it's this is about where you're left off at, isn't it?
2: Yeah, she sews him up and um basically yeah, that's where the
0: episode ends. Well, there are two more bangers after this. <laughs> Go so.
1: for it. I'm happy to I'm happy to talk about it or I can say we can save it for another week and let you finish this show off on your own. <laughs> we have gone for two hours and six minutes so far Okay. In this episode.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Then I am okay with ending it here. So the mystery still remains. Yeah. We'll just cover the last two episodes uh, next time and then we can um, also whatever our next thing is, which may be next week.
1: Or a week after that. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously this, just to wrap it up, this show is great. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it because um, it is great. But it's also, if you have watched already, it's fun just to talk about it because there's, it raises a lot of like excellent points and questions, which I think are definitely worth the conversation. And uh, Brian, I'm glad that you will get to experience these last two episodes uh, unspoiled. In that case, because I am they, excited too, they are great, but man, they are brutal.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think tomorrow we'll probably watch one, and um, we'll also watch Jersey Shore. What a great
1: pairing! <laughs> also, <laughs> hey, I'm I also heard Johnny
2: appear tonight.
1: I'm, I'm, pa- I'm the- a parrot with a big old bottle of Beaujolais,
2: or just you know PBR <laughs> <laughs> tears
1: yeah anyways um last of us is fucking great we will talk about it again next time uh to just kind of fully wrap it up
2: <laughs> or well, i will take notes hardcore this time too
1: i will clip that part out and add it on to this so it's just one gigantic episode we'll <laughs>
2: yeah perfect be like oh yeah we will carry over
1: this will be our first time we update an episode like it's got dlc <laughs>
2: hell yeah and also people (laughs) have to pay to play you know what i'm saying
1: (laughs) exactly but yeah we'll leave it there for this week um guys thank you all for listening to this extra extra long episode um and as we say at the end of this and every episode of almost accurate
0: nighty night bitches until next time folks